0: Welcome to BerryCast, a podcast from CloudBerry Creative exploring all things UX. I'm Virginia Bieta, your host. This season, we're starting a dialogue about the broken rung that women face on the corporate design ladder by listening to some of the talented women who are changing the industry. Today's guest is Kara Detterman, proud introvert, very grand piano player, and occasional director of user experience at Consumer Reports. Kara, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. This is, it's a wonderful opportunity to speak with you and especially about this topic.
0: Let's just jump right in. You told us at Cloudberry you recently fulfilled a lifelong dream of owning a grand piano. So before we dive into talking about your journey into UX, tell us a little bit about your journey into, well, the piano.
1: Yes, I recently was able to buy a grand piano in my brand new house that I purchased especially for that size of a piano, Um, and it's I'm so happy. Like I, I started playing when I was about six years old. Uh, My mom made my sisters and I uh, practice. And uh, it, it's one of those things that I really didn't immediately like, um, but I got good at it and eventually just loved really playing uh, in high school and college. So it's been something that I've always been going back to um, as a way of creating some me time.
0: You had mentioned to us your introversion as being a big part of your life and your how you serve as a leader and all of that, do you think that that had anything to do with your connection to the piano?
1: I think that as somebody who enjoys my alone time, that the piano was a really easy instrument to get connected with. And I mean, I, I think that's just for music in general, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very easy space to be in as an introvert. It's, it's a, it's a place where you can kind of enjoy um, really working through your own, uh, in your own
0: space. Well, speaking of introversion, you had told us that, you know, in, in that thinking space, you've also been thinking a lot about what it means and what it takes to be a successful introverted leader, um, which I think some people might think um, is a contradiction in terms, but uh we know that that's not true um what are some of the qualities about yourself that put you in that introvert column uh
1: yes uh the introversion is i would say that it really is about thinking a lot on the inside you know for me it's 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 feeling that Need and uh, to be alone most of the time, and feeling stressed, you know, by a lot of meetings and conversations. So, I would say that those are the things that, you know, over the t- over the life of of my career, I've always kind of come back to
0: in some form or another. So, what does a day in your life look like as far as that goes? Do you do you avoid the meetings? Are you <laughs> Um, making meetings that work for you know for you. Or are you structuring meetings based on that? Tell me a little bit more about a day in the life of an introverted leader.
1: Well, I can say that I I don't imagine an introverted leader's schedule to be much different than an extroverted leader's schedule. Um, <laughs> you know, there is no uh, there really, and I think it's a it's a little bit about uh, learning your own path there. Uh, Trying to find ways in which you can find some space for yourself um, and do that in a way that really is supportive of the way that you need to function. So I think um, my day doesn't look very different than yours, I'm sure, but it's, it's learning to create some of those spaces that help you to process and to give you a little bit of extra time.
0: You know, it's it's funny because I never would have labeled myself or thought of myself as an introvert. But a friend of mine who knows me very well uh, passed the book "Quiet" by Susan Cain along to me years ago, and I read it and was just completely floored to discover that this friend was right, <laughs> um, and and that a lot of the things that uh, that I thought were, you know, were potentially. Negatives or things about the the phrase, you know, being an introvert versus an extro- extrovert, uh, were not. Um, and so, I'm just wondering when you realize that some of those qualities could actually be superpowers, and which ones you think are.
1: You know, I I never really thought that they were superpowers uh, until you know, probably much much more recently. Um, I felt like it was things that I needed to overcome. Uh, I, I, I think that leaders in a way, I, I had also had read the book Quiet, but um, it still always felt like as a leader, you needed to be in front of people um, much more. You needed to be able to carry conversations from a, a much different place than sometimes I would be able to do without a lot of extra work. So um, I think that it it, it was interesting in that I was in a design leadership workshop not too long ago where this topic came up. And I think realizing that there's a bunch of people out there who are introverts and that just you would never know it is actually what uh, you know, what made me interested in this topic recently. And I think that in and of itself helped me to start thinking about this from the perspective of every person being their own leader and having different ways of being a leader and, and getting uh, and, and accessing different ways of pulling things out of either people who work for you or interacting with people, um, stakeholders at the table.
0: Would you have a practical recommendation, if a a promising introvert approached you for career guidance, uh, wanted to get into leadership, what would be your first two or three suggestions?
1: I mean, I think for me, it was actively pushing outside of my comfort zone on a regular basis or thinking about the things that I really needed to do that were scary uh, and to do them more often (laughs) to do the scary things more often. But also I think to recognize that you need to protect your own comfort zone and in a way like support yourself for who you know you are. It's okay to be, uh, it's okay to be quiet. It's okay to need quiet time. It's okay to, um, to To take the time to think about things before you speak, so I think recognizing that, and then also maybe uh, looking towards some role models and ways in which you can uh, play to strengths that you see in others, and uh, and learn you know what you can from those people uh, to emulate.
0: I love that the uh, you know understand and protect your comfort zone but also pursue the things that are a little scary, you know, slightly contradictory, but very well-paired advice. Um, And speaking of seeking out role models um, and, you know, were there any current or historical leaders uh, who have been inspirational or instructional for you?
1: Well, uh, I would say that one of my very favorite things to do is actually to listen to autobiographies or biographies. I love hearing other people's stories, what they've had to go through and um, how they've overcome it. Some of the recent biographies that I have listened to are um, ones of Shonda Rhimes, uh, Melinda Gates. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <laughs> which is oh, wow. uh, so. But you know, having a, a, some time to be in the car when you go to work, I think, is a wonderful time to do that. But you know, thinking about like introverts, it's interesting. You don't really know who's an introvert or who's not an introvert before we. Um, you know, started to talk, I did do a quick search on some of the people who are introverts. And one of the ones that came up that I had no idea, and again, I think this is the fun thing about that was was Barack Obama. I had no idea that he was an introvert. So Mm -hmm. those are the sorts of things that I think, you know, just even understanding that there are folks who feel a little bit more really needing to think on the inside a little bit more, But really, you would have no
0: idea. So I understand that uh, there was a pivotal observation from a guidance counselor, and that may have put you on the path that led you to UX design. So could you tell us a little bit about the dilemma that was solved by a smile?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it was kind of a crazy moment in my life where in college, I was a I was being encouraged, let's say, by my parents to take the path of the math uh because I loved math, I loved calculus. And I but I also knew that I really loved art. And so I was very conflicted because in several places they were kind of telling me that I needed to pick one or the other and that I couldn't uh I couldn't really foster you know them both in 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 a way that would be a career. So, um, what I ended up doing was going to a guidance counselor who asked me to talk a little bit about math and and I and I and tell her like what it was that I liked about math and I loved solving problems. I loved kind of getting to the right answer, which um, isn't you know, always the case in life. And then um, she asked me about art and, and as I, and what I love about art and with art, it's, it's also solving problems, but it's doing it in a, in a visual creative way. And so I think what what was really great was that her her response to me well was that she noticed while I was talking about math that my face was serious, and that while I was talking about art, I was smiling and basically that was that was what decided um my career in art, which then basically a jump started a career in digital field and designing for digital. So it was all because of what the guidance counselor told me made me smile.
0: So solving problems is a big part of what uh, what excites you. What similarities and what differences do you find between taking an approach to solving uh, a math problem versus uh, an approach to creating art? Well, I mean,
1: I saw a lot more overlap than I think um, was available in a in a college degree, you know, at the time, I felt like what I see in in user experience is this ability to both think about from a hierarchical and experience perspective, creating something that is useful and inspiring, but also fun and really. Uh, delightful for people to engage with. So in my head, they're two pieces of the same pie.
0: So what about working in user experience design makes you smile? Why is it that you love what you do? I think
1: that for me, it's, it's, it's that problem Uh, that that complex problem of making something easy for somebody to interact with like really understanding what it is that they're trying to do in a particular experience and helping to make that simple and and engaging and uh, and dare I say inspirational so Mm -hmm. that 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 really is what I keep going back to because there's always a harder problem in the experience world to solve.
0: I mean, speaking of inspiration and ease, I know just from talking to you um, that being passionate about the mission of where you're working, of what they do is important as well. Um, I just wanted to hear you talk a little bit more about what it means uh, to be working where you believe in the mission of what you're doing
1: yeah I would say I think of myself as as unique in in the sense that I have been at a nonprofit and I have been there for a longer period of time which in the digital space is um, is rare and I think the reason why it to me it, it's so important that, I'm creating experiences for something that I believe in, and it's been really important to me to have that heart connection, um, and and that's actually a part of what makes makes me smile. You know, at the end of the day, you can go home and you can know that you've been working on something that you will hopefully makes folks uh, make, make people's lives better.
0: Um, how did you? make the transition between, you know, in the weeds design and team leadership?
1: Well, uh, it was, it came as a natural uh, growth path for me. Uh, I was, I came into the company as a designer and I just kept wanting to make things better and to bring people into the fold to be able to do that so I was lucky enough to be able to grow a team and and continue to build that into uh, a, a really um, much more intricate uh, UX um, enterprise for uh, an organization whose digital, um, experience is really complicated and, and unique.
0: Are there any people or resources that really helped you along your career journey or anything that helped you as you were making that transition between design and building that team and leading the team?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would say that it, it is all about the people. Interestingly, I definitely have had people that I have worked for that have supported me and fueled my passion. Um, but even more interestingly, you know, I, I end up finding a lot of passion in the people who work for me, um, their inspiring ideas, and the ways in which I can we can kind of inspire each other as a team. And growing into a leader was a little bit of it was it was natural. I mean, it wasn't something that I thought I where I thought I would land, but it was something that um, that now that I have found myself here, it's really rewarding and um and empowering,
0: speaking of leadership, um, you know one of the reasons that we are here today um, was because we had looked over the AIGA and Google's design census um, and it showed that uh, a couple of things that we sort of knew, but they were able to put some numbers on it. Um, it revealed that more women than ever are in the design workforce um but only 11% of women hold leadership positions in the industry um so i'm wondering what does that statistic mean to you
1: well i have to say that uh you know that statistic is really disappointing and sad you know in hearing that i mean i had no idea that i that it was there was that extreme difference between the, the women in leadership positions and in the, in, in, the, in the design digital uh, 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 sector. So, I mean, it's it's very disappointing. And I think there's, there's definitely something that has to be done um, to help support women
0: in this field. What kind of a role do you think that gender has played over the course of your career?
1: Well, you know, honestly, I didn't think about it too much, but it it has definitely, of course, come into play. I would say that there's always times, I think, when you, it, whether it's an introvert or whether it's as a woman, feel a little talked over or overlooked or possibly even intimidated. Um, you know, my path has taking me down the road of of learning, of, of helping myself learn to talk in meetings a little bit more Aggressively, let's say I originally came from Maryland and Virginia, and moving to New York was a big shock. I I, uh, I learned to, to to drive in Brooklyn, and I learned, you know, uh, some of my what I needed to do in business in in the city, and I really had to start to find my own way uh, in meetings. You know, making sure that I could. find a voice among so many others who were very comfortable being, you know, loud. So, um, I think for me, it, it was, uh, helping, you know, to find my own
0: voice, uh, in the right ways in, in business. If you could implement one change to start solving the problem of underrepresentation in UX design leadership, what do you think that first one would be?
1: I I think that you definitely need to find ways to support young women um, as mentors um, to to continue to foster confidence and, and leadership in all ways that you can. I think that that um, that really, I mean, I'm surprised again that we are where where this this says that we are, but I think that uh, really continuing to to, to find ways of allowing there to be that confidence for women in this space, uh, is an important way of, of solving for this problem. I, you know, I think also it's really important to just support organizations in general with women, you know, in leadership positions.
0: mm mm-hmm. So taking this the other way, now let's say that you could whisper one bit of advice into the ears of the women and gender non-binary folks that are just getting started in UX. What would that advice be?
1: I would say for me, one of the things that has been most inspirational is finding those other peer leaders in the space. And that was something that I did in the last several years. I was able to find a design leadership workshop where really I was talking with folks who were that had the same position as I did in other organizations. And I was able to have very candid conversations with them about Their challenges and understand that I am not alone. Uh, And from for me, that's where I saw several women like having that was so uh, it it was so empowering. Um, And I think it really gave me like just something to to strive for because I felt like I was able to to connect with folks who um, who were my people, basically.
0: Just a kind of a. Gigantic question that you can answer any way you want. Um, How do you define success?
1: Personally, I I mean, I think that success, at least in the space of helping women, I would say that seeing some of the people, some of the women and others who work for me really excelling and finding the leader in themselves, I, I would say that feels like success to me.
0: We're recording this episode during the COVID-19 pandemic, Um, and this is an unprecedented and challenging time. You know, Kara, you're in New York. I also am in New York. We're a bit above New York City, but we're still, you know, kind of right here in the epicenter for the United States. When you were thinking about this moment, you know, from your lens as a professional, as a leader, uh, UX thinker, even just as you, Kara, what comes to mind?
1: I mean, this has been terribly humbling. I think that, from my perspective, it was really recognizing that the world and, you know, what I do on a regular basis is is a little bit more fragile than I had realized. Uh, but at the same time, it's also really very connected, and I think for me. Some of the things that have I've really noticed over the over, over the last several weeks is is really understanding creative ways that we can connect with others that uh, we weren't doing but we could have been doing. So things like you know seeing your family virtually or you know surprising things like being able to see coworkers' faces. Uh, virtually, uh, really, a connection with other others that was in a different way.
0: You know, thank you, Kara, for you know hopping on this uh, remote recording with us. I I think that this conversation that we're having is going to be so valuable uh, to the women, gender non-binary uh, folks from organizations that are interested in in boosting their own support of women in leadership. Um, and I just think that this is going to be a very valuable conversation. So thank you. It's been great to talk to you, but before I let you go, I would like to ask you a question that we are asking all of our guests. So Kara, if you could take anything back to the drawing board for a complete user-centric overhaul, what would it be? (laughs)
1: That's a, that's a, that's a crazy cool question. Um, I'm one of the things that, you know, in this time and being connected, uh, brought out in, or I was thinking about was how would we be able to, as a world, as a nation, as a community, how can we, uh, more effectively collaborate on big problems and, you know, thinking about this in, in, in the world that we are now, but one of the other uh topics that is close to my heart is climate change, and I think that it's been so difficult to figure out how to solve some of these really hairy problems and I would love the opportunity to kind of think of these things from a completely different perspective so how and what are the ways in which you can? connect communities together to solve really, really big problems. Uh, and in my mind, one of the, some of the things that you need to really consider are what are the, what are the ways in which you can message to folks? What is it that they can actually do, you know, for, for that problem? Also um, how can you know what's going on, you know, in your community, uh, sometimes it's really difficult to to again realize whether or not what you're doing is making any uh, is having any impact, and and then how can you kind of bring a sense of urgency or pride uh, when something is working, and and really try to solve these bigger problems in a way that uh, brings everyone together. I think again with with understanding that things are much more connected than than you believe there there i know that there's a better solution to really getting at some of these harder problems
0: all right we're assembling a team now they're on their way to <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be awesome
0: Kara, thank you so much for joining us today on BerryCast. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and I hope that we have a chance to speak again soon.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time that we've had to talk,
0: and uh, I wish you all the best. Thanks, Kara.